I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Welcome to a Silver Lined Relaunch. And on this show, I am so excited to welcome back my first person that I have welcomed a second time around, Mr. John Asaraf. And there is a reason that we had to get him back on first. It is one of our most popular shows, episode number 35. And we had so much more to discuss that it only made sense to bring the guy that has created NeuroGym, the Brainathon, all of these incredible things that he has been working on for literally a decade or two, or maybe even three, John. John Asaraf, as you may all know, part of The Secret, he's written many best-selling books. He followed up The Secret with his own book called The Answer, which just became one of my favorites. And I also had my biggest law of attraction moment, as I describe in our first episode together, when I manifested a meeting with him, he became my mentor. He has been coaching me, advising me for literally over 10 to 15 years. And I now call him my friend, and I welcome you, John, to the show. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the business boot camp which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money keep the money grow the money and strengthen not only your business but also yourself so please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Thank you for being here. And the crowd goes wild. Hi, Hillary. <laughs> so, it's so good to be back. And I've uh, thoroughly loved watching how you 
I mean, you, you absorb information, you set big goals and a big vision, and you bring so much value to people's lives. I just love how you're making such a big difference and such a big impact in the world. So it's so wonderful to play, have fun together, have an impact together. So thank you. Well, I think that, you know, so much of where I am today, I can credit your, your help, your advice, your guidance, And I think you really help me when I think about the direction of the Relaunch Co., really being able to formulate the 3H effect that I have now coined as the heart to the head to the higher self. And for so long, being that corporate girl over 10 Mm -hmm. years in Silicon Valley and then leaving and becoming an entrepreneur and, and meeting you at such a critical part of my life and having you be able to say, Hillary, what do you really want? What are you really going for? And when you now are doing all that you're doing, you're, you're, you're really leading with the scientists that you work with, the research that you have done, you're leading the charge in what's coming out around neuroscience, around brain science. And so I, I know you have an amazing event coming up, a brainathon. For those that have no idea what the heck is a brainathon, let's go there. But also, I'd love to highlight some of the some of the things that are being turned on its head right now about what we thought to be true about law of attraction manifestation sure. and and making those things happen for our listeners well i think the um as a behavioral neuroscience researcher this is what i do every single day is figure out like what's happening in our brain and the reason i wanted to understand more about the human brain is just understand myself better. Like, I know I've been a voracious reader for the last 40 years, even though I hated school and failed English and failed math and left high school in grade 11. I became a voracious reader when I got really curious and interested in certain topics. And one of them happened to be neuroscience, how my brain worked. And the the reason I wanted to understand how my brain worked is all while I was younger and, and teachers told me that, you know, I should go into like a trade school because, you know, I really wasn't good in school and I wouldn't be able to really get ahead in school. And maybe that college wasn't for me and university was for me, even though I heard if you don't go to college, you really aren't going to be able to do well in the world back then. I was fascinated with what impact that had on me. And like I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid and I was talked out of pursuing that because I didn't do well in math in grade seven, in grade seven. And I'm fascinated with biology and chemistry and the human brain, but I was talked out of it for not being smart enough in school. And so I wondered what the impact was on my education. But I also, as I got older and I started building companies, I started wondering what's the impact of the beliefs that we have on our behavior? What's the impact of our self-image or self-worth or self-esteem on our results? What's the impact of having fears like fear of failure or fear of being rejected or ashamed or ridiculed or judged? And not only was I fascinated with those things, but once the research around what was actually happening in the human brain, in my brain, in your brain, 
and what effect that had on neurochemistry that caused certain feelings. And based on the feelings we had, we either took action because we were motivated to take action, or we froze in fear or did something else and procrastinated or self-sabotaged ourselves because we were afraid of being embarrassed, ashamed, ridiculed, judged, or we were afraid of failing. So I got fascinated with what were scientists, neuroscientists and neuropsychologists discovering about that. And once I started to understand that every one of us has this, you know, $100 billion brain, <laughs> but maybe we're just not good operators of our brain. <laughs> it's like that computer and we can't figure out how to turn it on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as I got deeper and deeper into the science and the research, people asked me like, you know, what are you discovering? What are you learning? How could I use it to, you know, help my child? How could I use it to help myself? How can I overcome, you know, failures that I've had or disappointments that I've had? And um, so I started to bring these scientists together for, you know, a, a brainathon. people who were on the cutting edge of uh, here are the obstacles you may be having. Um, here's what we're learning about where they are in the brain. Here are techniques to get rid of them so that you can stop standing on the edge of your potential and you can actually start doing more, having more, being more, giving more, and really loving your life more, mm. which is why I think everybody wants. So I started doing this brainathon nine years ago, and every year I've has it really been nine years? This That's is like the ninth year we've done the brainathon, and it's a free training that we do for six, seven, eight hours. People come for an hour, for three hours. For, many people come for seven or eight hours. So we we don't charge a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. It's free, and people come, show up. We bring some of the best instructors in the world. And people's lives get changed that day, that week, that month. And so it's just been a fun way to give back and to make a difference. You know why I love it so much? I remember the first time I attended and I, I was there the entire time. I was so fascinated by the information. Yeah. And now, it, as I said, we're, you're constantly finding new things that are happening. You're tapping into... I mean, I, I remember um, way back when it was motivation as well as willpower is a finite amount. You know, there's a finite. So by the end of the day, you're going to have, you know, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be flat on your back. And that makes sense because, you know, you need to do everything in the morning. And then science came out and research came out that said, wait a second. It's like a thought that you're having that willpower. You don't have any willpower in the afternoon. And guess what you end up having happen. You end up manifesting that you have no willpower. You have no, you know, the ability to do more stuff. But every time I listen to your brainathon, I learn something that is, is a little bit polarizing. It's like, wait a second, you're debunking myths that are, you know, that we've all thought were, you know, this is what's happening. And for me, the light bulb goes off each time with some new information that I, I bring into my business. I bring into, you know, coaching my, my own, you know, people that I work with and it changes the way that I look at so many different areas in my own life. And so I, I can't, first off, I can't believe it's been nine years, but how, how you've advanced and you've got Jack Canfield coming on, you've got Lisa Nichols, you've got these people that are just the icons in the industry around, you know, manifesting around doing the best you can in your life and having 
a true lifestyle of success, which is what I always talk about. And everybody has an individual approach on that, but can you help for those that are still trying to figure out like, okay, I, I understand that there, you know, there is a, a connection between your thoughts and, and what you can bring into your life. And, and then ultimately what you can bring into your business financially. Can you take us down that path a little bit? Cause I know that's one of your major topics in this brainathon. Yeah, I'm sure. So the theme for this year's brainathon, especially after what we've been going through for the last year and a half for many people in their personal lives, that they have jobs or businesses is, um, can I change my brain to change my income and my wealth? And so let's go there for just a moment. We're, we're, we're let's, because about- I think that is. I just read that in March of this last year, a Google search that brought up, you know, actually surviving your business thriving in, you know, during COVID times was about 10 million people looking that up. Yeah. And two weeks ago, it was 360 million people had looked that up. So wow. your timing is yeah. exceptional. Yes. So, so, uh, you know, behind me, for those who can see me, um, you know, see behind me, we've got uh, Einstein up there and uh, Frankenstein's monster over there. And I also always have like uh, a brain on my desk, a plastic brain on my desk to remind me, um, those are just two parts of our brain. So let me explain. When we have thoughts, ideas, imagination around what we want to achieve, why we want to achieve it, how it will make us feel, whose life we can impact, whether it's our kids, our spouse, our charities that we love, whether we can take a beautiful trip, we can make a a financial contribution, you know, to a charity of our dreams. We uh, activate the dopamine reward center in the brain or the reward center that activates the dopamine, the feel-good neurochemical. If we share it with other people, we high-five, we hug, we talk about, oh my God, I'm so excited to do this and to try this and to start this and to pivot from this to that. Uh, And we share it, we release the oxytocin neurochemical and we feel great. But then what happens the next day or the next week where we procrastinate, we sabotage, we take two steps forward only to waste half the day doing something that's not really a high impact activity. Like what, how, like, why do we do that? So we're we all sitting here saying, yes, tell us why we do that. <laughs> well, because that is success. The idea of success, the sharing of success, the emotionalization of, of how it will feel and how it will transform our lives um, is exciting. And it's very, very um sexy to us but there's another part of our brain called the frankenstein's monster that is lurking in the background doing this hey hillary what if it doesn't work out hillary what if you fail hillary you're this persona out there of this powerhouse of a woman if you fail you might be embarrassed ashamed ridiculed you might even be judged hillary You might disappoint yourself. You might disappoint others who are relying on you. So this part of our brain is a real part of our brain as much as your hands are a real part of your arms. And so if we don't know how to navigate the positive, constructive, empowering side of our brain, 
when the destructive, disempowering, negative part of our brain activates as a protective mechanism, now we may have one foot on the gas wanting to go somewhere, but another foot on the brake saying, no, 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 do this instead. Now, this simple explanation I just shared with you is exactly what's happening in our brain. And we have different parts of our brain to do different things for us. Now, let me give you a different frame. Imagine you're getting to your car and you wanna go, let's say a thousand miles from where you live right now. You wanna drive there, if you can drive there, great. Um, and you're driving, everything's going great. You know, it's a beautiful, you know, spring day. Uh, there's a sun on your face. There's a breeze out in the air. It's beautiful. And all of a sudden, a light pops up on your dash. Have you ever thought about taking a hammer and hitting the light? Well, of course not. The light is just a signal that, hey, maybe you're low on air. Maybe the windshield wiper fluid's low. Maybe you're, you're low on gas. You know, it's a signal. But well, what if I told you that once you set a goal, a vision, a, a transformation from where you are, what you're doing to what you want, et cetera, the very next second, two seconds, 10 seconds, there's a part of your brain that's going to come up as a protective mechanism just in case there's something in your memory bank that you didn't have when you were born that you accumulated through your life that says, hey, Last time you did this, this and this and this happened, either you lost money, you lost time, you were embarrassed, you were felt a little, oh, this isn't really good. It just gives you that as a signal, just as a warning signal, hey, be aware. Now, most people haven't practiced being mindful and totally in tune with their body, which is the vehicle that vibrates at the level of the neurochemistry that's been released by their brain. So now I think about what I'm feeling. I'm feeling what I think about it and it happens to be negative and I don't know how to deactivate or interrupt that pattern. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna listen to the part of my brain that's gonna protect me instead of the part of my brain that wants to achieve amazing things. Mm, isn't this, when I hear this, it's, you know, yes, I understand that the brain is there to keep us safe to keep us, you know, familiar with what we're doing, right. but, but gosh, it just holds us back for, you know, from doing so many of the amazing things that no, we are. No, it doesn't. Hold on. Look, okay. But wait a second. It holds us back until you know what you teach that allows us to then say, wait a second, it doesn't have to be like that. But for so many of us, we are on autopilot. I know that, you know, that you just kind of like go along. You don't know what right. you don't know. Right. So that's what, what I'm what saying. What really holds us back? So let me share with you. I'm going to give you, a, I'm telling you what really holds us back. And I'm going to tell you a story. Mm -hmm. What really holds us back is ignorance. Right. What you know, you don't know. Or, <laughs> no or you don't even know. know that you don't know. Right. Yeah, so you don't even know it. Not knowing holds right. us back. So mm -hmm. um, many years ago, when the Navy um, was uh, certifying and looking for Navy SEALs, uh, they found some of the most amazing candidates to go through their training, training after training after training, powerful, smart um, uh, people that were going through the training. And then on the final training um, and test, they were having more than 
um, normal amounts of Navy SEALs that were actually falling out. They just could not complete the final test. And so they were wondering, why are so many of these incredible candidates falling out at the last point of the testing? Two weeks, they've gone through, through uh, hell weeks, right? And, and so here was the final test. Uh, you put on all of your scuba gear, right? You go underwater and then three instructors pull off your mask, turn off your air supply, remove your fins. They disrupt you to the point where you feel like you're running out of oxygen. You feel like you're going you're gonna to die. And they would bolt up to the top to save themselves. Well, guess what? As a Navy SEAL, you can't do that. That is cause for failure. So they're like, what is happening? And here's what they discovered. The Navy SEALs didn't have any training in fear management. And especially at that level of fear, if I'm underwater, I'm out of air, I'm going to die. These instructors are holding me down. <laughs> they were hyperventilating, they were panicking which caused them to use up more oxygen. Blood flow was being removed from their left prefrontal cortex, the Einstein part of the brain that can think to the Frankenstein's monster part of the brain, which was exacerbating their fight, flight, freeze mechanisms, mm -hmm. and they were bolting up. So here's what they did. Hmm. Now that we know that there's too much cortisol and epinephrine in their bloodstream, because they would take and measure what's going on, they said, what if we just taught them awareness skills around enormous amounts of stress. We practiced those scenarios so that if those scenarios happened, they would be able to be calm so they could respond instead of stressed to react. Mm. So they taught them calm to respond versus stress and react. Mm. Calm to respond, okay, is a totally different nervous system and totally different part of our brain than the reactive automatic part of our brain. Do you know what happened? 80% of the ones that failed before were able to succeed. One awareness, one level of awareness, a little bit of training and more passed than failed. So there's nothing wrong with fear. Fear is not your enemy, right? Fear is not your enemy. Fear could be one of your very, very, very best friends and actually your fuel for success. But if you're not investing any time on mental control, on emotional control that drives behavior, you're a victim. You're a victim of your lack of training. You're a victim of your lack of knowledge. You're a victim of your lack of skills. And that means you're going to be a victim of your outside world versus being in control, in command, directing your own ship towards where you want it to go. So it's not the circumstances, right? Stress happens when the demand exceeds your current capacity. Let me repeat. Stress happens when the demand exceeds your current capacity, not your potential, your current capacity. So if your current capacity to have mental control is here and what you need is this to achieve your goal, when would now be a good time to upgrade your mental control? If you don't have the ability, because you haven't been trained or even know that you can have emotional control, emotions are triggered by your subconscious mind. They give 
they give, they, they release neurochemicals that causes you to feel certain things. When we feel motivated, we have a motive for action. When we feel fearful, we have a motivated motivation to stay the same or to retract. Mm, calm to respond. And then that awareness just, right. I mean, wow. Once you start to really lean into that and start to understand that there are there are ways to get through. And, and I love you, you stop looking at fear as anything, but almost like guiding you and, it's and a signal. Yeah. It's fear, there's 50 different types of fears. There's 50 different types of fears. What if I said to you, there's 50 different types of animals that can kill you. You'd probably say, well, which ones, if one happens to be around here, what should I do? Uh, or better yet, let me avoid that one altogether right? But we know how to manage animals, you know, that might be dangerous for the most part. We know how to manage a lot of things that can hurt us for the most part. But do we know how to manage thoughts and emotions that can hold us back? Do we know how to manage? Don't you find it interesting that we're not taught this? I'm blown away. I mean, even, I even, the your, I do. even your story about the Navy SEALs, you know, this is something that has only just come up, right? This isn't, I mean, why do we not plan for this at the very beginning when we were young? Why did we, we not learn? Listen, Hillary, that everything we, we has changed. Yeah, Listen, in, in, um, in defense of science, in defense mm -hmm. of science, we've only been doing science for 500 years. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been evolving for, you know, 2 million years in homo sapien form, a couple of hundred thousand years, but 500 years of science, even in that 500 years, it's only been in the last 10 years, 15 years, where we know that something called neurogenesis happens and neuroplasticity happens. Mm -hmm. We thought that we're born, here you are, you're hardwired kid, you're gonna be just like your mother, just like your father, maybe some grandparents traits. Well, we know that's not true. Uh, we didn't know much about DNA and genetics and predispositions for certain things. We didn't know anything about epigenetics. We, we didn't really know. But now that we know, this is what I get so excited about. Now that we know, it's kind of like now that we know that there's fire, now that we know that there's electricity, it's like, let's light up our own world, mm. right? Let's take control of, like, listen, if, if I gave anybody that's listening or watching right now, $100 billion, I'm going to put it into your bank account right now. And you only have one job, ready? Build me one of these that works as great as this. I'm not talking about the plastic one. I'm talking about build me a brain as powerful and complex as the human brain that you have. I'll give you $100 billion. And guess what? We haven't been able to do it yet. And we've spent way more than $100 billion. So that means that you and I already own an organism worth over $100 billion. Mm -hmm. Do you realize how much power you have already? Now, do you know what a governor is, Hillary? Mm -hmm. So if we have a car that goes... Yeah, we took the governor. <laughs> we took the governor off of a golf cart once and it ended up going way too fast. Right. So what happens is, you know, a governor on a go-kart, a governor on a, on a golf cart, a governor on the engine of a car limits the speed at which the car can go. Well, 
if you bought a car that's supposed to go 100 miles an hour and it had a governor that only went, you know, allowed the car to go 20 miles an hour, you would look to take off that governor so at least it does what it's supposed to do. People have not considered the fact that their limiting beliefs are governors. Their self-image, their self-worth, their self-esteem is a governor. The fears that they're allowing to hold them back are governors. The mm -hmm. lack of knowledge and skill to achieve what they want is a governor. All solvable, all solvable today. So the question now becomes, if you really are committed to achieving, whether it's a financial goal or a health goal or a relationship goal or a career switch goal or starting a new business or expanding a business goal, and you have mental or emotional governors, when would now be a good time to learn how to just take them off? <laughs> you know what? I, this was a great metaphor for really understanding what people are doing and the limitations that they are putting on themselves, no doubt. Yeah, or the limitations that, you know, our parents put on us, our mm -hmm. teachers, our experiences, yeah. our spouses, uh, whatever it is, whether it was self-imposed or imposed upon us, or whether we just conditioned, got conditioned that way, how we became you know, governed by the limitations is not as important as what we choose to do about it. And there hasn't been a better time ever to discover, to recognize this and this is holding me back. No problem. We're going to do this in a state of no, no judgment, no blame, no shame, guilt, or justification, just awareness. Now we say, okay, what are the techniques, tools, tips, and resources to be eliminated? Like, let me get rid of it, right? We, we, get, we want to get rid of cancer. We want to get rid of a lot of things in our lives. Well, why not get rid of the governors? Like, why not get rid of the things that are holding us back? And why not change your interpretations of what you've been, what you've been seeing and what you've been yeah. leaning into and what you, how you've been living your life. So great. And when you start to talk about this, you know, what your, your main topic is for the brainathon, you know, change your brain, change your income. What you're saying is that once you become aware of this and you start to take the governors off of the limitations you're putting on yourself for, for revenue growth, it's really there's so much opportunity. You're just like, I, I talk about, you know, powerhouse of possibilities. It's tapping into this untapped reservoir. Yeah. Listen, we don't earn what we're capable of earning. We earn what we are conditioned to earn. Mm -hmm. Where is that conditioning? It's in here. It's not out there. Right? Absolutely. So what if, what if we could recondition. Um, a visual I like to always use is, uh, do you upgrade your um, mobile phone software? Absolutely. Do you upgrade your computer software? Yeah. What about your brain software? <laughs> when you upgrade the software, it operates better, doesn't crash as much. Well, what I'm talking about and why I do the Brainathon is to give people the tools to upgrade the software the thinking, the awareness, and the behaviors that drive your results or lack of results. 
Because behavior ultimately, what we do and what we don't do, not doing something is a behavior. Procrastination is a behavior, right? Self-sabotage is a behavior. Mm-hmm. Being unmotivated is a behavior. Every single one of these. Right? So the question is, do I want to allow the stories, the reasons, the excuses, the circumstances to control and define me? Mm. And if you answer, yeah, I want that too. Great. Keep doing what you're doing. But if you're ready to break free, if you're ready to break free and be happier, healthier, wealthier, have more impact, more contribution, more happiness, more of everything that you want, um, expand your awareness and your skills because it's all, it's all available for you. So what are you most excited about when you have your brain-a-thon and you're on there for eight, nine hours of delivering this? What Right now in our current times, what is the most surprising scientific kind of change polarizing, you know, thought, re- thought reversals that you're hearing and seeing that you're going to be discussing? There is something um, we've, we've recently discovered, just like, you know, the computer world has networks that the computers all connect to. Um, we've discovered that we, in our own brain, we have three core networks, and then all of our circuits tie into and tap into those networks. So we have something called the executive function network. We have something called the salience network. And then we have something called the default mode network. What is the default mode network? This is the one that I've really been investing a lot of time on. And the um, executive functioning network really is the, you know, the Einstein part of our brain, the CEO, the executive director. But the default mode network, just as it sounds, this is what we default to all the time. I like to refer to it as that is my automatic self. Mm. So when you're on this, autopilot, when you're on autopilot, you're just doing your thing. I just default to that all the time. I default yep. to this way of thinking. I default to this mm-hmm. way of feeling. I default to these stories. I default to these excuses. I default to these results. I default to these behaviors. I default yeah. to everything. Everything is creature of habit. So the default mode network is my creature of habit network. So the area that I really get excited about is showing people that based on the science of neuroplasticity and the science of change, we now know how to reset, recalibrate, reshape that default mode network faster and easier than ever before. Not fast and easy, faster and easier. (laughs) So I don't care if you're 19 or 90. When you understand how to, no differently than, you know, if you want to renovate your kitchen, it doesn't matter if you're 19 or 90, if you know how to and you want to, you can. Mm -hmm. So when we're dealing with the brain and we're getting more of the instruction user's manual of how to, that's the most exciting thing for me. And we've had people on the Brainathon in their 80s that were on the verge of bankruptcy and not making money, making a quarter of a million dollars. We've also had people in their early 20s making millions of dollars in the next 12 months. We've had entrepreneurs go on to build multi-million dollar companies. We've had every walk of life, you know, people that come on the brand go, oh my God, I didn't know that. I, I can do this now. And so 
no longer do they feel like they're victims of past traumas or current circumstances. And when you can give somebody control, now I can take control and I can achieve this because now I know how, boom, light goes on. And it, motivation is very, very short-lived. Mm-hmm. Right? Motivation to me is like a, 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 you know going out to the sun and getting a little bit of color on your skin. A couple of days later, it's gone. Right? But when you're teaching somebody you know, how to control their lives, it's like, remember the, the old saying, if you give somebody a fish, you feed them for a day, you teach somebody how to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, this is about teaching people how to fish to be self-sufficient with the tools and the techniques of what to do right now to master your mindset, master your emotions, master your behaviors, so you master your life. Ah, This is all so great. So when, how, what can we do to continue to stay involved with you to hear more about when your next Brainathon is going to happen? The next Brainathon is coming up and I will give you a link uh, there'll be uh, me, uh, Doc, uh, Jack Canfield, Lisa Nichols, Marissa Peer, Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, Dr. John Demartini, and myself. We'll be doing an all-day event again. People can come for an hour or two or five or eight and um, come learn. Uh, bring it that day where you are going to change. And we'll give you the link so that people can yep, join. I will definitely free. put it in the show notes. And awesome. is, there, is there a last takeaway? that you would say that, you know, even before the brainathon, is there one thing that people can start working on right now? Yeah, you come, you come to the brainathon with your biggest, boldest vision and goals you have for your life. And I will promise you, we will show you how to achieve it. Oh, did you hear that, everyone? Come on, get, you know, get, get, I call it scazy, scary and crazy goals out there. Let's do this. All right. Well, John, so much fun always. I enjoy seeing you, hearing you. I think that this is going to be an episode people are going to want to go back and re-listen to. And as always, I learn something each time you come on and I hear you. So thank you again. And we wish you all the luck with the Brainathon. And we will definitely put all the links so that people can attend. Thank you, Hillary. Appreciate you. Way Way to make such a big impact and such a big difference in the world. Thanks, John. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.